0: Welcome back to Pods and Pies, our pretend sponsor.
1: Is the Pie Pizzeria.
0: <laughs> I asked them today. Did you ask them? I said, hey, I spoke to the GM and I said, I have a podcast. We want a sponsorship. And he said, you need to go online, go to the donations page and okay. fill it out. Dude, heck wow. yes. said, All right. We just have been donations. Saying, we're like tagging <laughs> yeah.
1: him in our podcast. We're just like, D- all we want is one pizza a week. Yeah. One? one a week. The sponsor is just giving us one pizza. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and they do, I mean, almost all their pizzas are fantastic. And we got to start yeah, tagging
0: pie. monster. I think I'd probably rather take. So do you drink monsters, monsters and monsters? not Red
2: Bull around here? Sorry, is that a? Yeah, is that a bad?
1: no, yeah, it's a okay. Monster Office. Okay,
0: cool, yeah, yeah, it's a Monster cool.
2: Office. But what do we got? We have so a. So we got
1: a
0: bacon what? chicken ranch, that's gluten a lot of free, bacon,
1: dude. Gluten free. Yeah. yeah. Well, so tell me, uh, yeah, you're the, what's the gluten like on a pizza like this? What yeah. is? How do you make that a gluten free? Is it basically just the crust?
2: It's the crust mostly. Yeah, it's and then the, the way they prepare it. Yeah, it's the it's a, the actual. Uh, take, it, take it. It's like. Doesn't have wheat, yeah, or it's gluten-free like bread or whatever dough that they actually use. Yeah, yeah. so it messes me up pretty badly. Actually, well, I'm kind of gluten sick right now. That's why my face looks like I had a, a fire so you just, on it. So you, might not, put it with you might not know. You might not know when you get a little little gluten and it's just. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from sometimes because yeah. it takes a delay and and then I have to think, gee, where could that have come from? It's yeah. such a pain. In the have bone. you
0: always? had a gluten allergy as long as you can remember. My wife just...
2: thinks we've all, I've always had it. I uh, it got tested about a decade ago. Don't ever get tested for that. It's like
0: Cuz you you know, it's like you don't know you,
1: don't know, you, really you don't know if you're better if you don't know.
2: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mean it may whether it's better or not better, it's on enough of a margin to be like just don't get tested, man. <laughs> just just
1: don't. <laughs> Dude, I I was telling these guys a story. I remember one of my vivid memories of him. We were sitting in a tsunami
2: and now this is the part where I eat, right? Yeah, While yeah, you yeah, talk. yep. yeah, this yeah is, this, I'm talking a little bit. Perfect, so I was go. in a
1: tsunami, you know, and, we're, and this is kind – of, I think when you kind of figured out a little bit your gluten stuff. Oh, right, yeah. He's like, you know, hey, are these rolls gluten-free? And they're like, yeah, we can make you gluten-free rolls. And then I looked at the waiter and I said, I want all of his gluten in my rolls. <laughs> I want double gluten. And, the, and they looked at me like, <laughs> like what the, the heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, they thought – yeah, they thought I was being so mean. But anyway. This is a lot of uh, bacon, and then chunks of little little mm. uh, uh, tomato, little chunks of tomato.
0: I Man. feel like we've gotten this one before, but it never had this much. Well, bacon. I
1: think they they might have made it different if it's a different crust. Just extra I bacon. I love
2: onions, but I don't eat onions during lunch on a work day. Yeah, I got,
1: care about my uh, coworkers too yeah, much. That's that's probably good. That's probably a good call. I don't I don't so maybe <laughs> I should. Just eat it. But this does look good.
0: So I don't know if we said we got Dennis Wood on. Can Mercado? I look at the camera?
2: Or, or yeah, whatever, whatever you want. want. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. Mercado Partners. How long have you been there? Um, in total, like, uh, five years, seven, uh, six years. Six years, okay. Yeah. And you yeah. grew up in California, you said? I did, yeah, Southern what, California. What brought you to Utah and when? Work,
2: and I wanted to move from California. I know people think that's crazy, but I just straight up did. I, I felt like... I felt... I just... Had a, I got to a point in my life when I was like 26 or 27 and I just felt like there wasn't much there. I was going through a little bit of a sort of a spiritual renaissance also. Uh, and, and we got an opportunity to come out here, which is sort of where I envisioned that we would, yeah. uh, to be a headhunter. And so uh, we moved out here in 99. And you were,
1: you were married.
2: Yeah, married with, we had just had our third child, Autumn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, and you know neither one of us have family out here or at least had family out here. We we sort of do what we do now, but at the time it was just like, are you kidding me? Nobody believed we would last in Utah for more than a year. In California, everybody thought there's no way. Now you're a surfer, right? I love the water. I love the ocean. Yeah. And 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 our families are down there. We're both native there. We're like third generation, you know, Californians kind of a thing. And it was just like everybody thought it was a joke. And maybe it was, but we've, here we are 20 years later. And honestly, I love, I love Utah. There are things about Utah I don't like. I don't like the inversions. I don't really <laughs> like drivers here. I, okay. I, I, I think they're passive aggressive.
0: On. That's so funny. I have family in California.
2: Right.
1: Don't you think, though, a lot of the um, drivers, the worst drivers, come from out of state? Y-
2: yes, but they come from Idaho. And Wyoming, just to be clear, what people <laughs> so you're don't, telling me
1: no Californians are crappy drivers. This to come is the into thing:
2: Utah. Californians can—they're not that can be. They're bilingual. By- they can be so snobby, rude. We're vain. I claim a right to vanity. You know that's still in my blood. That's never going to leave. But the thing is, if you put your blinker on in California, someone's going to let you over. I know that's a strange concept, but it actually happens. So it's the craziest thing. Just Here, just put that no to the test. No one wants you to
1: get in. No one wants you to no. change lanes. Oh, my gosh. Then put you on s- your blinker. The,
2: that's the kiss of death right there. It is the kiss of death. I that's think that's passive aggression, and it's just bizarre to me. Because,
1: you know, I look at your car, and then I look at the distance between my car and the next car, and I think, right. you really think you can fit in there? Bullshit! Right. Well, no, there's no way. I'm going to speed up so you right. can't fit in there.
2: Oh, my gosh. But the worst... Thing here, the the two worst offenses for me are the driving in the fast lane as though it's not a different lane. That that's maddening to me. And then uh, there's this strange thing where when you're passing someone, like they edge into, like they'll start to kind of edge to your lane as you're passing them. What is that? Like that's passive aggressive. It really is,
1: man. You think you're gonna pass me?
2: Right. I'm gonna bump.
1: I'm, I'm gonna, gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bump you over <laughs> a little bit. I can tell you, Visser's <laughs> done that. Oh, yeah. You drive with Visser, he loves, but he, oh, it he does, does it yeah. out of fun. He, it's, right. it's fun in the car. He, yeah. He'll like jam you in. He's like, oh, they're speeding up and they want to hurry and get in front right. of me. So he'll just make sure that his the nose of his car is just ripe enough by the back but, of the but other is one and you that, can't get over it. But that
2: is so petty. <laughs> I mean, what's is, more petty than that? <laughs> anyway, that's, that's so, just yeah. me. But, you know, California, but okay, I love, but we love Utah because everything is easy. Everything is freaking 20 minutes away here. And we have everything but waves here. We just need a wave. We need the surf ranch to plant something right here, you know, yeah. uh, 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 Kelly Slater. And um, That's and, that big but if, machine if, that
0: goes mm-hmm. on the rails and makes the if wave right If we
2: here. had a wave machine here, there would be literally no reason for me to ever go to California. Throw it out on the Great Salt Lake? I'm just going to say that, yeah. Get my family will not like <laughs> hearing that, but I'm just going to say I just feel like it's true. So you went,
1: when you hit, what was the headhunting gig
2: uh, it was called the Destal Group, and it was a sister company to Prince Perilson and Associates. It's an executive yeah, search. Oh yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I was there for three years and did you know chief level like positions, VPs and stuff like that. And I did that for three years. And I had never done that before, and just got a call from a buddy, and he said, "I'm doing this thing. and it was so bizarre, I'll never forget. It. He's sitting there interviewing. We, we were like twenty seven years old, twenty eight years old, and he's interviewing this guy who's like fifty and you know he's suited up and and, and that guy is, and he's an executive uh, like really uh, accomplished and he's nervous and i'll never forget that just thinking what in the heck i flew out you know here to before i uh, to just take a look at what he was doing and yeah. i was just so fascinated but i knew nothing about it in fact real quick story uh, i i was interviewing one of the first executives i interviewed he had on his resume he went from KPMG in London to be in the CFO at a life sciences company and I thought, KPMG in London, the guy was, and it was said managing partner. I thought, the guy was a managing partner at a radio station in London? <laughs> 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 so, so that's how little I, I knew at that time. Yeah. Okay, they, so, yeah. What, uh, what year was that again? Not, uh, 99.
0: 99. Uh, 99. Yeah. So you left California to come be a headhunter? In Utah. So who did you, did you know somebody that said yeah. you should come do this? Yeah, like, my how buddy called me. Because Headhunter is kind of in that HR world. Yep,
2: that's right. That right? was sort of the foray into HR, uh, and and I did that for you know three and a half years, um, and and then I see these venture capitalists here in the state of Utah, and they're all talking about management, and, you know, and how important it is. And so I, <clears throat> it's a longer story than this, but I sent an email to this this long-haired dude named Greg Warnock, who had just started with his buddy uh, Paul Alstrom, this firm called v Spring Capital. It was like this premier venture capital firm, and they, they were you know we'd go to these conferences and they'd be sitting up there and they knew all their stuff and and they do both of them but um, I was just so impressed so I sent an email out to Greg Warnock and I said you guys all talk about how important management is why don't you hire someone to help you you know uh, gain access to the talent and then dispatch that talent inside the portfolio and uh, he he called me back that night true to sort of Greg Warnock form at like 1 a.m. like. I'm serious and I answered and we talked for about an hour and a half and three weeks later I was I was at vSpring Capital and that was sort of the beginning of the rest of the suite of services uh, because I was doing culture studies and compensation and I was on the due diligence team for all the companies and watching the pitches and everything else it was a lot of, a lot of fun and
1: that was Greg's was that Greg's first VC
2: yeah that was I think his first gig? institutional firm yeah. that he had <clears throat> created he had been investing on his own account and had done prior to that moment i want to say about 15 deals successfully yeah, yeah. so
0: so what was, the, what was the name of that
2: um v spring capital it's v now spring. signal uh, signal peak oh, okay yeah so he started that yeah with paul allstrom and uh a few other guys yeah and then
0: sell did he sell it
2: yeah they ended up being sort of acquired i think by signal peak ventures uh, ron hines and those guys uh, swooped it up and I left and went to fusion IO.
1: Yeah. You know, what's funny. I think
2: you were still at V spring when we first met. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. And, yep. Uh, so I'm, I mean, i do not know when you left there, but I do recall that was your, that was when we first met gall dude, probably yeah. 2005. Yeah. Fish,
2: I think like? I left in 09.
1: Yeah. So maybe it was a little, maybe a little bit after five, but yeah. it was yeah before he left. And which is interesting because we didn't know it at the time, but I had one of my one of my friends was involved in a, a deal that vSpring funded. Mm. Um, Do you it was remember a it? Vacation
2: rental. Oh, yeah. Zonder? Who, yeah, Z- Zonder. Yeah. Was yeah. it. Was it uh, What's his name? Oh, my gosh. I'm so mad when I don't remember his Did name he? right now because we're dear friends. Red, he's Red Hair, the CEO. Yes. Yeah, founder. I can't even believe he's. Uh, <laughs> Bob.
1: Yeah, Bob. Bob uh, okay. Oh, he's going to he be, be so in, mad when anyway, he watches I met, this. I even met him. Randomly, he kind of came in and did. He's great. Yeah. Anyway, he's and, he's, um, he's
2: a nut job and he's brilliant, <clears throat> and I love him. Yeah.
1: So my friend was just involved in that Cody Hunter. Cody Hunter, ironically, you know, not to get off a total tangent, but that company I remember ended up not, you know, not working out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but V Vspring basically owned, you know, the, yeah. the technology yeah. and any, you know. Yeah. Uh, IP that there was there that was there and anyways uh, yeah. but my buddy Cody Hunter went back to Vspring and basically said give me everything for free because it's sitting there doing nothing right the assets the, all something. the assets yeah. just give it to me for free well, yeah. we got a deal if I can revive this then then you know he figured out some type of that's cool t- type of deal yeah. anyway because um, he was a huge search guy like he was all over the country doing right. search engine stuff and I mean he understands search yeah just like you know as much as anybody else
2: but. yeah was it successful. Uh, No, I think I don't the inventory think, side of that business would be challenging. I would imagine that front end side, he could have. That would be I, for him. It's unfortunate too
1: easy. that that didn't work because that would have been one of the biggest players in the so in the world. Yeah, if it would really have worked world. for vacation yeah. rentals. That's right. Because yeah. I know, I mean, you still had vacation rental sites and different things, right. but that was. Yeah, yeah they were trying to make big that deal. work. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, side, it was a side great side, opportunity. Was I was 10.
2: there for seven years, and just it, the exposure to. I mean, we had, by the time I left, I want to say 63 portfolio companies, and I was interacting in some way with the majority of them, and it was, uh, just just to get that kind of breadth of experience,
1: just... So when you were there, was that your role was that to um, build management teams, like executive teams for these, the companies in the portfolio? Yeah, Is that, is that Mostly a fair it, statement?
2: It's interesting, um, Greg Warnock, when he hired me, he wanted me to kind of broaden the set of HR services within the portfolio, and I just, I knew recruiting, I knew re- the value of recruiting, and so I focused on that. I placed, um, in the first year, I want to say I placed about 35 executives in the portfolio. I found them the whole bit myself. And they found it very valuable, but still the set of services became broader. There's was, there was a huge need, it, especially as a company begins to scale to understand how to structure compensation. Um, it's a real problem because in the, the formation of a company, you're pretty opportunistic, right? You pay, yeah. <clears throat> first you pay practically nothing, like you just barter whatever you have, you know, you're like, I'll oh, I'll let you use our offices and you put in two hours a, a week for my company and then you can do whatever you're doing and then it, and that sort of works and then, and then the next thing you know, you're like, okay, we actually have some money we can start to pay people but you're still just paying and getting away with what you can and you're just kind of playing this game. And then there's this moment, you hit let's say 15 employees that you have to actually pay a market price. Price
1: for for somebody.
2: Right, it's real disruptive for the rest of the people who've been like taking it on the chin the whole time, right? And then, but as that even continues to evolve, CEOs can't just say, well what were you making and we'll just add to that and th- that's the deal with this person and that's the deal. They actually have to start to think about parity and the market forces and stuff like that. And it's a real, it's like a transition from childhood to, to adulthood, you know. It's like adolescence, it's a hard, hard transition and so I, that's where I started to see uh, that problem and address it.
1: And you said you were there seven years?
2: Seven years before I went to Fusion IO. yeah, loved it.
0: What were you doing at Fusion?
2: Uh, I was head of uh, HR and operations there for two years. We went from I was like the 70th employee and we had about four hundred right when I left. And it was just and, and I was there for two Jesus. years and just yeah. crazy. Like just crazy. Growth is growth is I think inevitably, probably invariably painful, but it's painful. But sometimes it doesn't have to be quite so painful if you have the right people as leaders or or the right mark product market fit we had a, just an absolutely killer product market fit and so I knew that the company was going to be successful who did
0: they, did they sell
2: uh, they they had an IPO first uh, and then it sold to uh, SanDisk I think and yeah. then Western yeah. Digital yeah, yeah.
1: So. there was a gal who did we uh, who was on here that worked She worked with you there. Oh yeah, and she worked. She's followed
2: Rob Liffworth around. Oh okay, yes, I know. Was Cassidy? Yeah, Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. I think maybe you guys were there roughly. uh, You overlapped a little bit. Barely in
2: passing. Like if if we did overlap, it was for probably two weeks, and it was probably the worst two weeks of my life, just because it was like you know. (laughs) Because I was. I I left because it was just brutal. Yeah, it was just brutal.
0: Yeah. In what way? Like why was it?
2: It's chaos, you know, the steeper the growth curve, the more chaos there is, and and, and the kind of chaos I'm talking about is, uh, you can imagine, I don't mean to really just use weaponized language here, but like the fog of war, you know, you just, you don't really know what's going on in every front, you have, as you're growing, you have more people doing more things, and the market's clamoring in a different way, and 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 y- your budget changes month by month just because suddenly there's a new projection that we have to work against, and. It just goes on and on, and that chaos leaves a lot of room, that fog leaves a lot of room for tension between people. And I just at some point just said, you know, I'm, I'm this is great, like it was a, an amazing experience. I got to help the company get ready for the IPO, the whole bit, and I just was ready to move on. And so I did, and uh, I had two other opportunities that I was looking at, and I took a little online uh, physical education company did that for, I think, just under a year, and then I did chargeback.com. Uh, yes, so okay. Yeah, you <laughs>
1: went, I remember I remember that little stint, mm-hmm. that other company, mm-hmm. and then Chargeback,
2: how long were you at Chargeback? Like a, a little over a year a little at over Chargeback, a year. yeah. Yeah. What maybe, was that? Maybe what closer was? to a year and a half. Chargeback was initially called Chargeback Guardian when I joined it. Vspring, one of the guys uh, who I worked with at Vspring, Gavin Christensen, had called me and said, hey, listen, we have this company. I think they're going to grow. And there were more problems than they realized when they had called me for that call just to do some uh, like human capital or HR or, or recruiting work for them. And eventually, uh, as that story unfolded, they called me and said, we are going to r- shift the way we think about this company and we need a new CEO. Would you mind just being an interim CEO and tell us if you can see a business there somehow? And so I spent a month you know latex gloves on basically <laughs> those, those poor people at that time it was just so brutal but and um, they were just in the process of purchasing the URL for chargebackcom and chargebacks um, is a process where when you buy something like we buy this pizza which we would never do to the pie uh, chargeback <laughs> because we love their pizza but I'm just saying like um, you if, if it were terrible we could call the credit card company and be like this was awful and i paid you know whatever and so i am charging it back and they will reverse the charge if you do that a bunch of times eventually the credit card company won't, won't just automatically do that for your sake but it really does kind of work that way and so it leaves the merchants you know really with not a lot of leverage and and they have to go through a process it takes the average merchant about a year uh, sorry a, a, an hour to do a chargeback dispute and they usually lose well we had it pinned down to like five minutes and we usually won. And so there was a real value proposition and plus when the money comes back to the, to the merchant it goes right back to the bottom line on the, on the P&L. So it's a really killer value proposition. But it is more of a tech uh, enabled service. And so that's not really what VCs—they—they love automation, you know. But I went back and said, "Hey, there's the business. Everything else, because there were a bunch of other lines of business that they were pursuing, and just didn't really make sense to me." And I said, "We should just be the chargeback provider." And so that's what we did. And they're still around. I think they're doing pretty well. Uh, And 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 then I left. I went back to uh, Mercado Partners. Greg had called me. He was one of the investors. Said, "Thank you for doing this. You know, can you, can you?" uh, Come, come back to the dark side with me at Mercado. And so I was there for about a year and a half before I went to Merit's CX. It's actually Allegiance. Hold on, I hold right on. There. Say that again. Okay. Yeah, so where I you I went were... from, from, from chargeback.com to, to, to Mercado So while you're a, at, over a year. So
0: while you're at Fusion and Chargeback, Greg has now created Mercado. Right, exactly. So now you leave Chargeback, That's right. go to Mercado. For a little
2: Merc- bit. For, for like 13 months.
0: Still kind of in that same- People's director role.
2: Similar capacity. Uh, in fact, a bit more expanded or focusing on that expanded breadth of services as opposed to just recruiting. And uh, was there for about 13 months. Loved it. I, I, I love Greg. I love the firm. You know, the, the mission at Mercado is great and the experience is great. But I got a call from Adam Edmonds and Kareem Clark, and they were at Allegiance Software, which was uh, acquired, was about to be acquired by. Uh, a, a billionaire who had a company, a set of companies, Merit's, and one of them was Merit's Research, and we merged with Merit's uh, Research and became Merits, uh, Merit's CX, which was just recently acquired by InMoment. And they called me and said, this is what's happening, we're being acquired. This company that's acquiring us is you know, 2,500 people, and we only have 80 people but we are going to assume the control of the, of the services business, and that's, that, that larger business um, of 2,500 people was cert- like a services, probably 50, 70 years old business. And so it was, I think, um, Bill Merritt's idea of solving the innovator's dilemma problem, which is that as a company gets larger, it, ch- it is challenged to innovate at a proper speed against the, the new entrance <sighs> in the market, and so as this was happening, uh, he had to figure out a way to, to sort of cause innovation within that larger services-oriented company. And I think his method was, let's go acquire a small tech company and have them run the bigger company. So uh, I assumed that role just because I couldn't I couldn't say no to that. You know, like, like the, the, the cultures of those two environments are so diametrically opposite. Can you just imagine like 80-person 80, 80 tech company you know, it's like, it's like this place, right? It's just, just happening and cool. And then, and then, and then the services is in St. Louis and just wasn't the same. And the culture was different. The, the emphasis is on uh, collaboration. It's on, it's on um, working together and it's, it's very much, like the worst thing you could do in that environment is ready, fire, aim. You wanna look stupid, you ready, fire, aim. You wanna look smart, you coalesce. But in the startup environment, you want to look smart. You go fast, yeah. and ready, fire, aim isn't a sin actually, because because we're just trying to just like see what we can break and fail. Fail fast is a great thing, you know. So they're just so different <clears throat> cultures and environments, and I just couldn't help go try my hand at that challenge. Yeah, I what told, year was that? I told them we'll either we'll be either in the uh, business <laughs> business school, you know, case studies, or we'll go down in a blaze of glory. That was uh, that was 2015, I think, and I was there for I think just shy of four years, three, three, like three and a half years. Yeah. And it was, and the truth is, the outcome was somewhere in between. It was, it was successful. They were acquired by InMoment, but it was still the te- the cultural tension and and alignment I, uh, I, I I regret wasn't as as strong of an outcome as I wanted it to be, but. It was um, it was a great experience. So that's great. How do you hold on? How do you spell Meritz? M a r i t z t z. That's just his last name. Meritz, yeah, Bill Meritz, yeah. Bill Meritz, billionaire, family money from like four generations. Really interesting story. Yeah, where's the office? He's a good guy. St. Louis. Where is your Where is the office? here? Oh, now they're. Is I that think over there by?
1: Thanksgiving Point They area were on in the, Lehigh on the east side.
2: Yeah, but I think they moved when InMoment acquired them. But I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But
1: they're still in Silicon Slopes.
2: Yeah. Like area. They're here.
0: Were yeah. you there when they were acquired by InMoment? In Moment, no,
2: that no. just happened a few months ago, and I've been. Okay. At, I've been back now. So when I left Merit CX, I went to back to Mercado, and that's been you know three and a half years. Okay. So, so been in Mercado since. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been quite a ride That's of a career for yeah. me. The theme the theme seems to be you know entrepreneurship, venture capital. I, I hate the phrase human capital. It seems crass, and I just don't like it. But I don't. I also don't like human resources. Yeah. It, it, it 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 is just there's something lame about it. Uh, there just yeah. is. That's funny. I
0: think everybody that we've had on has like a different term. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. no, They don't. They don't like team members or HR. Or yeah, people ops. ops, people ops yeah. is kind of a <clears> thing <throat> these
2: days. Human cap, human capital. Go yeah. to the yeah. Yeah.
1: HR department. No, the no, HR no. We business. don't want you to go to the HR office. Right. You yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like oh shit. Yeah. I gotta. You know, That's right. I gotta right. Yeah. go deal with
2: the most boring people. Right. Yeah. But they're really not. They are. They often are, but sometimes they're the coolest people. You got. Yeah. You got some cool cats in there. You know.
1: You got some innovators. You got some people with. Now, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. is the shit box right. of some <laughs> companies, and but it's interesting, yeah. The, a lot of the it's name totally changes. It's totally true. Yeah,
2: it really is. Yeah, I mean, there's <clears throat> a reason why it's why it's you know the office and they have Toby and some of these other. I mean, like, right? there's no. there's a reason underneath that. I know. So, we yeah. one
1: time wanted to uh, <laughs> here actually hire Toby. Oh, to do dude, like a promotional hr video for background checks or something. That's brilliant. And um, and we literally researched the cost for hiring actors. Yeah. And it was a, it was it was a pretty penny. just for Oh, me really? To, just to like fly them out, get them 50 to be grand. like a 15 How much? minute 50 thing. grand. They literally yeah, 50 for grand for like an hour. My god. Cuz they come in and like just do take after take after take, just get it and then they're gone. <laughs> yeah. And at the same time I remember I I asked um, Britton Johnson, a good friend of mine, told me one time he did a he had to do a commercial with like LeBron James, and it was like a million something. Damn. Dude, to fly in for an hour to do a Coca Cola commercial or something. And what maybe did that, he, Maybe, what that, did he maybe that's like? not necessarily true. A couple on, of cases but I of Coke for free? Was Nuts. Huh?
0: Yeah. Did Britton get just a couple of cases of Coke for dude, free? Dude, I don't. I, I think he. LeBron dude, got a He just
1: showed up and then. You probably didn't get a damn thing. I don't even know if he got paid. Maybe he got paid. Couple well, of cokes. I
2: want to know about your hat. Do you wear that all the time? Like, give me what's the skinny on the hat? He does. Randy's R- 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 telling me that you do. <laughs> he loves the hat. Do you pull the hat off? Oh, I like it. No, no, I, don't he know. He I just I freaking great in the hat. It's just that <laughs> <laughs> you don't usually see that hat. So, uh, like, it, there's not he's a story. He's looking hat. at me like, what no, are I, know? Not, I, I don't. Hit me up about my hat right now. I
0: can't believe you're doing this. No, I don't have a story. I just I like it. It's cool. I like
2: it. Thank you. It suits you, bro. The one
1: thing about reader here is. Very professional. Yeah. Amazing in his job, right? I mean, all these things. Dude, he pulls off clothes that no one else pulls off. Right. I could never wear half the clothes right. that he wears. Yeah, well, are and you a triathlete? Looks, and, what you know, are this you? Is, this is not a bromance type thing. Right. Dude, he pulls it off. He right, looks great. Yeah. There's no way in hell I could I could wear that hat yeah. and walk in.
2: Yeah, he looks like a celebrity or something like that to me. Yeah. Just kind of the way Trust he's dressed. Yeah, it is he's got the double-layered but still yeah. thermal outer, you I'll know, short sleeve shirt. and I'll take that. Yeah, it's cool. Thank you. Thank you. And the beard, and he's a stud of an athlete. We never said this on the podcast,
1: but he is a yeah. I can tell he's a hell of an athlete. His point chest guard. is popping,
2: but he's still he like like <laughs> he was a point. he a point guard at Westminster. Oh. Four years. Oh wow. Yeah, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Yeah, he's he's good, but that was long <laughs> time ago. Long time ago. Okay. That's awesome. Thanks, uh, thanks for that diversion. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, you should have eaten. You should have eaten <laughs> a yeah, pipe a, during that. Problem.
1: Yeah. You got to tell me um, what is when it comes to kind of like the hr hr whatever we want to call it right <laughs> but you know i mean there's so many there's so many directions we've gone with people that have come in for the podcast on um like just their feelings of being represented at the table mm-hmm. or um, i hate that you know i mean and it's kind of like you know
3: disrupting
1: the hr world and I and like i definitely i definitely don't you know i don't I mean, I don't argue against stuff like that. Right, it's right. try to, like, understand their point of views and different things. But I think you – you it's interesting. I w- I'm ho- hopefully, you have a good kind of take on some mm-hmm. of the I know there's two different topics mm-hmm. there. But it's interesting how they're more – you know, they've kind of been coming up from, like, dude, literally how many people right. were in, like, the sales department and right. then over years worked right. into HR. Yeah. It seems like you kind of started at that recruiter, high-level recruiting, right. and then basically just – just boom you went, went right to, into like to stra- getting to know got, the the I got top people into strategy yeah. yeah you went into strategy mm-hmm. you know hiring right. like right you know executives and compensation packages right. and mm-hmm. then seeing and then you were being able to be above let's say in a sense of direction looking down at some of these not not in a bad way looking down but right at these yeah. people they're like I want to be represented totally at the table different path. Like, yeah. the culture I don't, I mean there's a lot of different words you can use right. to yeah. describe it but I'm wondering kind of from yeah. your perspective looking down right. How is it just kind of a weird mindset or is it legitimate? I mean, is it just like, is it whining? Is it, is it, no? Yeah, I it's, don't know.
2: it's, it's, uh, it's mostly, it's whi- I mean, it's funny. I was just talking to a guy uh, named Paul McKinnon who, uh, had, you know, CHRO at Citibank and and uh, at Dell Computer when they were going through there. And this guy's world class human capital, and we were just kind of hanging out and talking. and. I said, what is all of this business about? I want a sit at, seat at the table. He goes, I've never said that. And I, I said, I, I realized I never have ever said to anyone, I feel like I should have a seat at the table, like ever. I don't, I don't say that in you know, podcasts or any of, my, any of my writings or anything, because what I believe about HR is that um, what happens is, first of all, they go to school, most of most of heads of HR, for hr as a as a compliance administrative audit function and compliance and administration and audit are all necessary evils in business those are all about reducing downside but businesses are created for the sake of creating upside so, so it's a whole discipline that is antithetical. That's why Toby is such a nightmare, right? He's like trying to reduce risk, and it's just like, bro, yes. you have no idea what we even do here and all you're trying to do, and it's the lamest function of all time, you yeah. know? And, and so that, that, is, that is one of the big problems with HR. And, and, then, and then other disciplinarians come from some other function, maybe one or, or two functions, and those who can't market, sell finance, you know, maybe the HR. And, and, which isn't entirely bad, because I actually believe that HR is the most, I, I will say product management, aside from being the CEO, product management, a, true, a truly great product manager is a very difficult thing to find, because we usually call them CEO. But product management and HR, I would say, are the two most difficult disciplines, and by far, sales is the most underappreciated uh, discipline. And the last time I did a podcast, somebody said, well, what would you do if you were starting an HR career? What would you recommend? I said, go sell some crap. You know, like learn the point of business at the, at the grassroots level. And I just am uh, convinced that most heads of HR just don't do that. Sales is actually my, my first discipline because I was selling uh, uh, mutual funds and life insurance before in I California. moved to Utah in California. Yeah. That's what I was doing. And I was a DJ. You were a DJ, a DJ. Dude. I mean, a mobile DJ. You know, I don't yeah. even know if that's a real DJ, but 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 I was a DJ. You know, so Dude, yeah. heck yeah, long hair. We'll get to that a little <laughs> bit. Later. Yeah, but well, uh, why? Why but do you? So p- that's what I believe. So I, what I actually think is, it shouldn't be those who can't whatever HR. It should be those who have mastered at least two to three disciplines can now be introduced to the function of HR. If they're going to truly be a partner to the CEO, there's no other way to see it. There's too much underneath the discipline. And, and I generally feel like the administrative piece can be split out, but but, but not utterly disconnected from the, from the rest of the seizing upside piece. And there are certain functions that are are about seizing dis, uh, uh, upside, which, you know, recruiting certainly is one. But there are some, some disciplines in HR that you go, okay, that's all about reducing risk. Not if you think about it the right way, it's not. It can actually yeah. be be thought of a, a, as, a, as a way of maximizing upside.
1: It's interesting. We um Brandon, Brandon Fish. We had Brandon Fish. He's HR director at, uh, what's his new gig? Live View. Live View. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's one of the best around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's crazy. How many sales jobs did he have? Yeah. Right, dude. He sold every job he had until he got kind of thrown into like, hey, come help my company, and they'll put you in this kind of this position to do sales, 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 like building companies, building companies. But it's interesting. So so I
2: was I was speaking at a conference uh, and there were about fifty CFOs in the room, and I asked the question. I said, okay, if we imagine like your basic strategy pyramid, and we put at the bottom, we say execution. We write that, and we say there's two more levels on there, and I go, and I said, what, what informs execution? And they'll say, you know, like, well, strategy. Our strategy should sort of help us know how and what, where we should execute, right. And then what would generally inform strategy? And very easily, everybody would, would, and would raise their hand and say, well, that would be, you know, vision or mission or something like that, right. And I go, right, you all got it right, that's great. Now, why? Like, why is there a vision, why is there a mission, why is there culture and values? Why is there execution? What is above that pyramid that is the purpose? And nobody can answer that question. But there's an answer to that question. There's a very specific, real answer to that question. And so, do you guys think you know? No. Okay.
1: Well, I don't want to look. I'm at not an even idiot really? This is like li- this is like I'm in church or something, dude. I know. Exactly. Ask me. <laughs> okay, hold on. Could this be right. a hundred right. things, right. and right. I got to pick my right one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm um, not gonna answer. Uh, yeah. Prayer. <laughs> prayer. <laughs> prayer. <laughs>
2: Um, anyway uh, no it a a company is created by owners and ownership we call them shareholders and some not to be confused with investors right it's not to it's not to please VCs per se but but the, the there is an ownership structure and sometimes it's one person sometimes it's multiple people sometimes it's institutional investors sometimes it's a billionaire in st. Louis but that ownership structure and those interests are why that business exists to create shareholder value. That's just it, that's, that's the answer to the question. What first of all escapes most executives altogether and certainly most heads of HR would never grasp is how can I understand what shareholder value is so I can help the CEO with her vision so that I can help her and the rest of the, rest of the executive team execute accordingly and against that without doing random acts of HR, or finance, or product management, or whatever, right? And and there's a way, there's there's actually a way to sort of have some grasp for that, and, and uh, but it's a question that most folks just don't even think to ask. So, hmm. right?
1: yeah. So going back to kind of the question, sorry, Reader, I'm kind of no, talking fine. on today but What, uh, I mean, why, do, why would you think, why is it that you hear a lot of that from you know, a lot of people in human resources. Yeah. Why
2: do they sort of say we want to see, I mean, do they feel under,
1: I mean, do they feel undervalued? Is there a disconnect,
0: a disconnect from the CEO to HR? Like, do they not, are they button heads? Like, why do they not feel like they're?
2: I believe it's low context versus high context. I think the CEO has been hired by the board who represents the shareholders, which is the whole point of the business, Right. To do a job, and she is closest to that purpose as anybody can possibly be, and then you have an HR person who's busy trying to administer and reduce risk, and maybe do something for the culture. By the way, who said shiny, happy people is the most optimized culture for a specific purpose that shareholder values uh, that the shareholders have? What if the shareholders want to um, have a have a have a um, lifestyle business? You know, that's all they want. They just want money on the side, and, and it's a really easy kind of environment where ever, just people wake up and they turn cranks every day. Where is it written in the stars that shiny happy people is the answer to that question? I'll tell you a quick story. When we invested at um, uh, vSpring in a company called Landesk, uh, we had spun out this business from um, uh, Intel. and and it was now a new company with a company called Vector Capital we were investing in this business. I had placed 13 director level and chief level executives in that company in the space of about a year. And for the next two years, those executives were in my office every week, and I'm not kidding, complaining about the CEO. (laughs) I'm not gonna mention their name, but complaining about the CEO. So one day I go into Ed Ekstrom's office, and I said, we gotta do something, our CEO's just not cutting it. He goes, what makes you think that? I go. I got every, I'm here, cons- you know, counseling every executive every week, and and he was too. Ed was taking, fielding calls, and I know, I know, whatever you know, and and just trying to get them to not be too upset. And then he looked at me and he said, and in the meantime, this CEO is driving crazy value, and and every one of these executives are gonna laugh on their way to the bank when there's an exit, which is what they wanted to begin with. So, so. This was a CEO who was high accountability, low rewards, and he was creating crazy outcomes. It may not have been sustainable, but it's what the shareholders wanted. And so that's that. So so heads of HR get spooled up on shiny happy people or this or that, and they never usually step back and go, "But what is our purpose? And is that really the optimal thing? And it turns out that the two dimensions that really matter most about what sort of a culture, shiny happy people, or something else uh, we should activate are the rate of change in the environment uh, and the complexity of problem solving. So if you can imagine a quadrant with those two things and I say, okay, in the lower left quadrant is super simple problem solving uh, and no change whatsoever. For me to do the whole shiny happy people, let's be collegial and let's, let's make sure we collaborate and this and that kind of thing, I just need people to wake up and turn their cranks and that's all I need. And whether that's shiny, happy people or whether that's giving them free pizza, literally. I have a great story about how free pizza activated a culture uh, at a company back east. It's really kind of amazing. Then, then so be it. But, but, Or if you're in the upper right-hand quadrant of that, uh, of that quadrant where it's super complex problem solving and really rapid rate of change, now you need people to give their intrinsic Uh, reward system level of effort of creativity and to do that they have to let go of so many of the rest of the things of their life so to do that you need to support them this is why Facebook and Google have all of these offices with you know like if you go to those campuses they have like you know pet pet grooming stores and they have like you name it it's all right there on on campus because they are asking these people to pour themselves into hard problem solving which requires a tapping into the intrinsic a motivational system by those human beings, which means it's, there's a word for it. It's called dysregulation, which means I'm going to start dysregulating my, the rest of my life. So that's why they have those environments. There's a reason for that stuff. You know, it's not just like this, we're going to be innovative and we're just going to be able to attract and retain our people. It's part of it, but it's also about the mechanism of engagement. And, and there's just so many different forms. Hmm. So I hope, I hope that's, no, that's a bit good of stuff. an answer to your question, no, also. You're getting, yeah. little,
1: you're getting deep, but I'm getting a little, meta on, getting a little meta, meta on you. Yeah, no, yeah. sorry. This, yeah. yeah. no. this is it's very. Well, see, this is interesting because you, I would definitely think that um, you're definitely bringing in a different perspective of yeah. some of the other guests that we have, and, yeah. and not to dis- discount like their feeling that, uh, of right. of and their experiences as they've as they've they gone up the ladder, you know now they're in different right. positions of not feeling the way you know. Uh, yeah. Represented respected or respected, or and I'm sure that's definitely happened. Yeah, but it's interesting to see you're definitely more, the executive point of
2: view. Yeah, um, but you I, understand I, both, right? Yeah, well, I've operated under both. You've operated under both, I'll, CEO, yeah, you're running
1: companies, yeah. and then you're also head of, the, HR, head of HR, and yeah. then a
2: representative of shareholders, yeah. which is how I am right now. But one thing about HR that m- most heads of HR don't understand, and even employees especially don't understand, is that you know, is HR there to save? the employees from the company, or to save the company from the employees. And sadly, because of the ownership structure, it's the latter. And when I believe heads of HR think that the truth is is that they're there to save the employees from the company, it's a recipe for failure. And that's a recipe for believing that you deserve to be at a table and to have the rest of your executives looking at you just thinking, what are you even talking about right now? It's so...
1: Yeah. No, it's it's a good point. It's an interesting point of view. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, no, I love it, man. That's
2: good stuff. Thanks, bro. It really yeah. is. Yeah, let's talk about more fun stuff. Like surfing, Well, hold on. We'll, we'll get. Yeah. yeah.
1: What uh, What was your favorite band when you were in California?
2: I liked rap music. I was really into the roots of rap and funk. I liked. Um, I liked George Clinton, and I liked Bootsy Collins and the Rubber Band. I mean, I'm talking about really roots of, of funk. I was into that. And then I was into uh, early rap. So, I mean, like, you guys won't even know, but, like, uh, Todd E.T. and U.T.F.O. and World Class Wrecking Crew and... and, These and were- probably just california bands no they weren't they were oh, they east weren't. coast rap bands and 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 but then you know i mean i liked some of the some of the west coasters but there really wasn't much of an east coast versus west coast notion back then but this is this is when run dmc this is before they came out with their big run dmc album i liked run dmc so i i was a, i was a, i'm a weird dude man what can i say <laughs> sorry Reed, did you have but that's question, what i liked Reed? But, mm-hmm. I, but oh. I'm, I'm back into that now with, you know, like, I let go of all that stuff for probably 25 years. I couldn't even listen to a rap song. About five-ish years ago, you know, something came on the radio, and I just it was like rediscovering something precious. Do you and remember so, who it was? I don't remember what I was listening to. It, <laughs> I don't remember. I think I was in California, and I, they have their radio stations in Utah suck. <laughs> yeah there's no Who other way to the radio anyway dude okay if you are in California uh, and you go kind of flip the station through some of the the lower channel stations the less known stations especially if you're in LA you'll hear DJs doing their thing and you'll you'll hear songs that you love that never get played on the radio but that you love you don't ever hear that here. It is the worst corporate oh, no no it's, it's on nightmare
0: I never listen to the radio it's awful. and then when I do I'm still hearing the same songs that right. I heard ten years ago.
2: Right, and the, and the and the DJs and they're uh, oh.
0: just on repeat. <laughs> it's awful.
2: Yeah, uh, that's good. So anyway, but yeah, but then so I was into classical music, and I played a lot of instruments as a kid. Played the flute and the drums and all kinds of stuff. So I just love music. Like I love music. Well, you know? we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: we
2: got a little
1: segment here. Uh-oh, that uh-oh, reader, that I don't know, reader, know about, huh? The reader. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah. That's good. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll surprise We'll yeah. get, Sweet. get to that in a minute. I dig it. Anyway.
0: I dig it. Well, tell, tell us what does Mercado do. Tell us about Mercado.
2: So Mercado is a growth stage investment firm. We invest in companies um, that are usually um, founded and successful. They've gone past the point of concept, past the point of initial validation, and they're knee deep in traction. And there's just this a lot. What it takes to be a founder, as it turns out, is a lot of crazy. And precisely the kind of crazy that causes those human beings to leave an establishment and say, I'm going to nuke that and I'm going to innovate at some crazy level. And they are probably among the most misunderstood creatures on this planet, in my opinion, founders are. I- I've- I, I'm not a founder, but I've spent so much time with them, I feel like I understand them a little bit. But it turns out that the the try to break stuff environment at that early stage uh, is so happy for them because it's exactly the opposite of usually what they often left to go create this, this company. And at some moment ere they are aware as that company grows, they go like this and they go, oh my gosh. It, this thing becomes at risk of being the thing that I left and it terrifies them and not only that but they 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 you know if you think about innovation versus efficiency you know those two companies the Merit CX and Allegiance one was all about innovation and one was all about highly optimized efficiency they don't like each other and the reason for starting a company is innovation and not long after that let's say 80 ish employees Suddenly, efficiency becomes a word, and that scares them to death. Not only do they hate the word and the idea, they don't actually know how to do it. That's not what they're wired for. Yeah. And so Mercado, part of our strategy is to work with founders and say, "Listen, we we do, and we'll help you scale. We'll help you uh, realize the vision, but still retain the soul of your company." And that's what we do. Now that's. Explain from the perspective of the human capitalist but our our big idea is that um, money is good smart and helpful money helpful versus not meddling and getting in the way and dictating we take a minority position in the company so we even if we even if our ideas were the best we couldn't exact them on the entrepreneurs so we're very much about collaborating and i'm i feel like i'm like a I'm like a, a field guide or something like that. Like there's the game trail. I promise you, you just follow that trail right there, you're going to find what you're looking for, kind of a thing. And if there's anything you need for me, just holler, I'll be right over here, you know. But we don't we don't we don't walk the trail, we don't point the gun, we don't pull the trigger or, you know, snap the camera. I hate using I hate using violent metaphors for business. I shouldn't say I hate. I you love I'm them. Try, I love them. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid them. <laughs> How
0: many employees does Mercado have? Uh, we're at about thirty, like two, right now. Okay, so you're in the people space. Yeah. Are you doing all of the the no. typical people things no. for Mercado? N- no,
2: I'm not. Okay. I don't have to manage Mercado's HR. <laughs> That's good. It's That's very good. good. It's yeah. HR, even even <clears throat> if you just think about the administrative piece of it, it's not easy. No.
0: Okay. Like, so what what awful. are you doing? So you guys find. Who's, a, who's an example we can use? Uh, stance wasn't stance one of your guys. Stance
2: was, but yeah, but it's maybe a little bit atypical because that was uh, pretty early stage that we entered that company. Um, Salt Stack uh, would be one. Galileo uh, was one. Processing? Uh-huh, yeah. processing was uh, when they just sold. Um, um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a whole slew of companies here. So, that, so, so yeah, just give pick us an example of those. pick
0: one of those companies. Okay that you guys are involved with, and your role coming in, how are you helping this? Yeah,
2: um, so I'm working heavily right now with a company actually called uh, Calderos, K-A-L-D-E-R-O-S, it's in Chicago, actually. And they have figured out a way to help uh, the pharma companies and the pharmacies uh, manage all of the discounts and so forth believe it or not there's no centralized exchange to manage that so the pharma companies don't know whether or not discounts have been applied and, and so forth and so they've they've solved for this this pricing problem that creates a lot of risk for the government who, who provides reimbursements and the pharma companies and the pharmacies and uh, they're scaling so quickly one of my things is to say how are you paying your people and why are you paying them that way let's talk about a uh, uh, A way of thinking about compensation that can help you get from here to there so that once you get there you can do whatever you want you can continue to grow the company you can have an IPO you can readily uh, be available for an acquisition or whatever the case may be but you're not making decisions along the way with respect to compensation that are making your path constricted downstream how do you build the recruiting machine so I spend time helping them very often, I'm finding the first head of HR for them.
0: Is there a certain size of company that you are more yeah. involved in? Like, say this company, I don't know how you say, say it again. Uh, Calderos. Calderos. Yeah, uh-huh. Great 60, CEO, great 50 company. employees. Yeah,
2: like, like that. About so you're that coming size. in and helping,
0: but what if you guys find a company that you're interested in, that you guys, you know, you work together, you partner, that's 200 employees? Yeah, we have. Like, does that change for you? Yeah, it does change. Um, one
2: of our portfolio companies, as an example, is Lendio.
0: Okay. And they have,
2: you know, world-class executive bench and capability, and so now my role is way less hands-on and way more over here to the side. And once in a while, reaching out to the CHRO and saying, "Hey, um, sometimes this might be important," you know, and and because they have a grip, they they have they have in-house almost everything they could possibly need. And so now it's just I'm just somebody on the side that they can tap into and. Um, and, and maybe help them with some question that came up that, that nobody you know, could have necessarily anticipated. Um, it, it's, it's far less of an active kind of a role. Okay. I'm not doing HR for any of these companies, yeah. but some of the companies are much more needy, needy because of the stage, and some of the companies, because of their stage and the, the internal capabilities, um more will just ask me questions like hey how would you approach this and i'm fully waiting on the sideline and wagging my tail if they pick up the phone and call me like i'm just happy as can be because we don't we don't insert ourselves into their process we're always we we it's one of our isms at mercado we wait to be invited okay real follow-up question with compensation
1: i think most people think when you say they were compensation like well what what's complicated about paying yeah. me 40 dollars a right. year yeah I under, Yeah. We're talking more complicated than that, right? When right. we're talking executive compensation, right. you're talking about stock options, everything, you know, any type of payouts or whatever. Everything. So then you, that's why it's complicated in the beginning because that could affect anything down the road. Yeah. And so, anyway, I just, it, right. in my mind, I, I make that so connection, much but it. I think a lot of people think. Well, it's, why in the yeah. heck is compensation such an important thing up front in this? In the, it's, in not the payroll, payroll. It, it's not payroll. It's not payroll. That's what we're talking about. It's <laughs> yeah. not payroll. This is yeah. executive. Yeah. This is, gets complicated. This is structuring. Interesting. And, it,
2: and part of it is because a lot of times, you know, a company raises money and they go, we want to retain our people. So I'll just run the scenario past you. If I said to you both, hey, okay, you have a company and you want to m- engage everybody and, and I'm literally giving you a blank check. You can pay everyone as much as you want with cash. Does that solve your problem? And you don't have to pay it back or anything, it's just cash sitting there. And so and so. it's an endless supply of cash. Does that solve your performance, engagement, retention problem? I, I mean, I'm asking it for you, yeah. do you think that would? But it turns out that the answer is resoundingly no, and yeah. here's why. If you pay everybody a million bucks, why do they want to work? What's their incentive? Yeah. They're not stoked at that point, point. and it turns out that real hard problem solving is done by tapping into the intrinsic reward system of a human being autonomy mastery relatedness and purpose i don't hear cash in any one of those things you know what i mean and so and so and and actually the extrinsic uh, reward short circuits the intrinsic system in a human being so there's a point of massive diminishing return. I give, I give someone so much of an extrinsic reward that now they're not motivated from the inside out. You know? So you've, I know you've done this. You, know, you, you give somebody an opportunity. Hey, we'll let you be the CMO. You freaking solve all this stuff. We'll give you the title, and we'll give you the resources you need to go solve this problem. You don't have to pay that human, mu- uh, that human being as much in cash. And you will get results out of that person if it's the right person, just because of the value proposition you just established with that person. Yeah, I had a CEO say to me about a year ago, "I get a lot of horsepower. I get this, out of my personality." Just think about that for a second. I know this. I feel like I'm familiar with this culture and environment, and the bonds here are tight. I promise you, that is part of. If you think of, if you think of. Um, compensation as the company has what the employee wants and the employee has what the company wants that's everything that's culture that's offices that's opportunity that's title that's stock options cash benefits you name it It's everything so our approach we call it intentional compensation at Mercado partners is to say what is the value proposition and where does the company fit on that that quadrant that I explained earlier and therefore what is the best compensation strategy that creates great outcomes uh, uh, allows human beings to give their very best contribution and is aligned with the strategy of the business that's the essence of what we call intentional compensation
0: have you found that to be harder more difficult with like millennials coming in to the workforce
2: well actually intentional compensation the way i'm describing it requires a, a an ingredient that is Rare, valuable, and difficult to imitate, and it's called leadership. (laughs) It's not management. The number one killer of scaling businesses is mid-level management, by the way. Like, just because they're all about finding administrative answers to leadership problems. And CEOs, founding CEOs, are freaking brilliant at at using leadership answers to leadership problems. But but leadership uh, struggles to scale when, when employed in certain ways, so you have to have a little bit of management capability and a little bit of leadership capability. But this is this is what we try to do. I don't remember the question. I got. I, I no. lost track of the question. No. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. No, that was a, that was a <laughs> perfect answer. Where are we on time? We're way over. No, time. I don't even
1: know, dude. I mean, it's who knows? I mean, we're
2: we're an hour in. I'm trying uh, to be complimentary about. It. I love no, 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 your company. No, no. You I do. love. Well, we I love the, of you. We got all the time. I love in the world. you. Just <laughs> but, so that you know. I, mean, I know.
1: We got all the time. It's a little weird. Sorry, people. Yeah. No, it's good. Hey, loves all around. I'm a. Lo- yeah. This yeah. is. This is. Um. We've talked about. There's. There's a. There's a handful of people we'd love to. Always have like part twos. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. to get into a little more. Yeah. You know maybe more interest. You know yeah. not everything's interesting. We could do some visuals or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you know? more like. Okay, let's talk about like surfing and. Absolutely. Mountain biking, yeah. music, or whatever. Mean. But anyway, this is the purpose. I think we've kind of accomplished that. Yeah, we should definitely but talk is about there? Something. Sorry
2: that this – I know. I feel like I did – instead of talking about me, I went to ideas. I think that's so much more interesting. The, that is you, though. Oh, this is – Right. That is me. <laughs> that, to, <laughs> that, that is me. You. That's, that's, you. that's a great what I'm saying. Point. Like
0: you, yeah. You, you, yeah it's... I don't think we've had this kind of unique thought process on the HR – it's usually meant to World. be more, more about that person. But I can't stop. I sort of can't stop myself. No, I think, yeah, this is great. I think this will be a...
2: No, it's, it's
1: different and it's
2: amazing. <laughs> Let's do our part two music thing. What's the part two music thing? <laughs> test me. Well, we got... we got okay. it, Yeah, we want we to can, test it. Yeah, we can <laughs> get there, You want yeah. to know if I know
0: some rap lyrics? I'll I promise know, you I'll bust ever, out some rap you want lyrics. To cover
1: anything else?
0: What else? Any other questions? Who has been your favorite company to work with so far that Mercado has been a part of? Can you say that without offending anyone?
2: I don't think I can say that without offending anyone. I will tell you that there are just a lot of great CEOs. Tell you something, Utah Utah is the place right now, man. Oh yeah, they got some. this, This market, the opportunities, the leadership that's here. What has changed, especially from my view, is that in the last, let's say five to 10 years, is that we've always had management and leadership strength. We used to say out here, we need more leadership. We never needed leadership. I mean, Crud, Stephen Covey, and Franklin, you know th- this are their headquarters like leadership is fine here it's it was connectivity but we're highly connected here now in the state also and and so i just think watch utah for the next decade it's just oh, yeah. gonna be unreal yeah. it's gonna yeah. be unreal i'm excited yeah
1: hey real quick who is over who's over
2: leadership team at Lendio? uh brock brock blake He's the CEO? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. great. Who else? Oh, don't do this to me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Sant- uh, uh, Mark Santiago is the CHRO over there. Okay. Yeah, really great guy. Chad Iverson is the COO. Ben uh, Davis is the CRO.
0: I mean, it's just really yeah. great people. Cool. Who had the flowy hair first, you or Josh Bouchard? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I admire Josh's hair,
2: but whose hair do I admire the most? <laughs> Is it Josh? I don't know, Josh. It's good hair. Yeah. It's good Whose hair. Whose hair do I love the most? That's a hard, hard question. I got to tell you, Greg is Warnock's he, hair is pretty amazing. Is it? Like, how yeah. long is it? Right now, it's below his shoulders. It's all
0: one length. He's got the beard, too, right? And he
2: has the beard, and he's 6'5", and
1: he little c- commands, a he's, little. Got,
2: he's got a little too much of the most interesting man in the world thing going on. It's kind of <laughs> like what I don't uh, have like a Jerry I Garcia. How big
1: he, I forgot how big he was. I, 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 yeah. I, I never remember, but then when I think about his sons, Jensen and yeah. Davis, yeah, they're tall. I'm like, yeah. dude, those are big
2: dudes. Yeah, yeah, you spent a lot of time with those guys. Yeah.
0: That, so. Am I thinking of the right person, Jerry Garcia? Is that who he's kind of reminding me of? Yeah,
2: yeah, he's kind of got a Jerry Garcia thing. The long um, hair, the beard, but he more has the uh Tron, this the, the main character in Tron. What's yes. that dude's name? Flynn. He looks like Flynn big time what's right his name? now. Oh, Flynn yeah, what's that character? What's yeah. that actor's name? Great but, guy. But
1: he, he's the same as the dude. Yeah. The, sa- the, the dude, dude is the same guy. It's, right.
2: Uh, Only oh, Greg Bridges? couldn't... Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Here's the Jeff thing. Yeah. I think On it's Jeff. the inside... One of the, there's like brothers. And... On the inside, the dude is very real inside of Greg Warnock. Absolutely. <laughs> but on the outside, and, and from a business standpoint, like so so far away... But <laughs> I love the, the dude. dude. The dude abides. I love the dude. The dude yeah, abides. I'm more like the dude. Yeah. yeah, but I've got five kids, and so yeah. I have to be the dentist. The dentist. <laughs>
1: the dentist. The, the dad. The, <laughs> the dad. Yeah, exactly. Hey, dude. Uh, dude.
2: Yeah, dude. Nothing, dude. How How big is your dog? Oh my gosh, he's 170 pounds. 170
1: right? Saint Bernard. Right? Saint Bernard. <laughs> i got to show you a video just, just yeah, real I quickly of my son. I bring it up only because I knew I, I met your dog when it was a puppy. That's
2: more than Oh, me. you did? Oh, yeah. Derek, Derek brought him here. Derek, That's so right. Derek,
1: you know, Dennis' son works for,
2: for us here. But uh, yeah, that dog this is, is, is this bigger than me. This Dude. is my, my youngest son feeding him last night just to get a, yeah, a sense of and my youngest son is 14 and he's a he's a very not very very large but a large 14 year <laughs> yeah, old. He's
1: eating it. He's just giving him string cheese out of his mouth. Right dude out of his dude mouth. that dog. But I lo- but I his look 70. at his head
2: compared to my 14 year old's yeah. head. Yeah. It's like
1: 3 times it's the insane. size. I've seen I've seen pictures or videos. He seems like he wants to
2: be a lap dog. He he thinks he's a lap dog. He'll come barreling in first of all our doggy door in our Does in it, our garage. <laughs> I, I, I literally consider just cutting half the door. The bottom half off? They get the bottom half off and just put a flap on the bottom half because it, it occupies almost the entire bottom part of the door. It's the largest dog door you can buy, you know? And he will come sometimes just... He gets the the zoomies or whatever in the evening and he just gets all energetic and he comes flying into the house and he comes running full speed around the corner in the kitchen. <laughs> and when he does, you're, you're just like cowering, like Tommy boy, you know, like that scene in the beginning of Tommy boy and one of the <laughs> students like, ah, you know, like that, like, I feel like that sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've always like admired. I love that dog. I, I wanted to, I wanted to be around that dog a little more because I he's know how so big great. he is and just how oh, how, and he's cute that dog is
2: sweetheart, and yeah. he just is a lover. And he does he just does, he just, does he just leave his coat? Does he leave his coat all over you? Everywhere, I mean, everywhere. those are long hairs, dude. How long are dude, those? Hairs? They're they're probably about that. Well, some of them get to about that long, but most of them are about that long, and. And sometimes you know how sometimes in your house and the Sun shines through the window and you can see all the dust <laughs> yeah, in the house yeah. sometimes he'll go right in that sunlight and shake and just you just cannot even imagine what flies off of that dog it's so disgusting uh, but So we, so we awesome. have so many air cleaning strategies and carpet cleaning strategies in our house that's it's, all, it's a good. series of strategies
0: <laughs> when we do our part two we'll have to all bring dogs in
2: yeah, yeah. we have a couple we this is a dog, this is an
1: office for dogs. Like we yeah. bring in dogs like Derek brought a so cool. couple of his yeah, his, uh, his German shepherds. German shepherds. Yeah. Um, I have a lab, big huge lab. Um, bring it in. Anyway, we're dog. Is we're it a hunting dudes. dog? Yeah, no, dude, it's just it's just a fishing companion. He's your buddy house right. dog. How old is he he? he? he he's four, almost four and he yeah. gets so every day cuz I used to bring him to the office right. every day. And he hates it when you and go. And I I raised him from a puppy. Oh. And he it's. Uh, I am the guy. I'm the owner. I'm his master. Uh, he loves me. Everybody else is secondary. Right. Same and with this dog. I, if I get up, if best. I stand up in the living room, Boom. doesn't matter where he's there, oh, he is. Right. He can be right by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, for a couple of years, I thought, this is so freaking annoying. Right. But at the same time, you... I love it. The loyalty, the, the love—it's amazing. There's times like I went fishing on Sunday, you know, and, yeah. and we're up there, and I'm I'm kind of in this deeper water part, and he's he's over on the bank, and I'm telling you, it is killing him. He cannot be right. right next, next to, me, to you. but he would just get kind of swept down. Yeah. And there's times that he was jumped into the river. Yeah. Just to just try to be right by my side. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I'm like hiking 50, 100 yards down just to.
2: Trying to catch me. Our golden golden retriever passed away and about a week after she died, I had this um I I, you know, I was wondering this is recent. This is recent. Yeah, this is only a month ago, a little over a month ago. And I just I just was wondering like where is she? What is she doing? And I've had a few times in my life where I'll have flashes and they don't seem they're not like a vision where you're like see all kinds of things, but it's like a flash, like 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 it's indelible and real and it's just like a it's a picture. And you just go whoa you know and and so it happened and it was with her and she was with another person and and i saw her uh just looking up at this person so glad to have a person to be able to please and to show that she knew how to do what that person whatever that person wanted and she was just like Happiest could be about that, mm-hmm. dude. Dogs are
0: incredible. Yeah, incredible. Dude, Imagine Willis.
2: how how different that is in a cat. You know, like uh, cats, <laughs> cats are the worst. <laughs> cats. cats are the worst. Don't get the Willis, Willis
0: will not eat unless I am home. Oh, so I give him food in the morning. Yeah. And he knows I'm leaving. He doesn't touch it until I get home from work. Oh my
2: gosh, <laughs> that's, sick, that's love sick right there, man. That is just yeah, like maybe uh, a little, that's, little too much. What like, do they guy. call that? That's codependent right there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Where's my master? Where right. Where's Danny? Where's, <laughs> Danny? Where's Dad? Yep. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, well, we're getting into how much time did we did we take up? That was fun. Fine. We're not done. For, oh
1: crap! We got uh, just a little bit more. Little oh right, ahead. we got All the right. part two. Who the embarrassed short, short part? The embarrassed this is, this Dennis. Is cap, cap it
2: off. Embarrass the Dennis uh, s- section.
0: Okay. Who who would win in a fight? Oh yeah. A Navy SEAL's brain in a toddler's body. Okay. Or a toddler's brain in a Navy SEAL's body. Oh
2: crap! Um, hold on. That's kind of complicated. Oh, it's the first for sure. A Navy SEAL in a toddler's brain would change. like how old is the toddler? Absolutely. Give me an age.
0: I don't know. What's the oldest I a mean, toddler age be. What, What's a toddler?
2: Like four or young, like five. three, okay, we'll say not more than five. A four-year-old four that year has old. Jocko it's, Willick's brain. Yeah. But it has got
0: his brain. Or a four-year-old in a seal's body.
1: Yeah, the four-year-old.
2: It's the four-year-old. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. As small seal, as they bro. may be, they'd be super functional. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, all right, that's a got, pretty easy one
0: I got three songs I got, but I got one
2: for you too real quickly Okay, no, so, sometimes Derek my son who, who, who works here yeah. all, like I know you guys play this game and have, <laughs> have epic debates and arguments over the most petty things which I think yes, is fantastic we that. Yeah. and, and uh, so sometimes I think of these so I was at Shields last weekend and I'm looking at the fish tank and I'm thinking could you catch one of those fish with your bare hands in that fish tank, if you could go into that fish tank and swim around, could you or could you not catch one with your bare hands? Do you think you could or probably? This is not? we're talking
1: like Cabela's
2: fish tank. C- like, this like, is a big fish tank. It's a big. Have you not been yeah. to the Shields fish tank? Yeah, that's like it's like remember. it's like
0: see through and it's a it's little bit bigger. you are talking. Um,
2: it's big enough. You're in there swimming free, around. Yeah, the yeah, people
0: get in there in wetsuits to clean it. it to like. clean it and stuff like that. Could what you kind catch of fish one? are in there? Yes,
2: uh, they're they're not much. Most of them are about yay big and. Like some small flat, ones, they're together. not. Some, they're not there's like. No the, f- there's no way. There's no way you're. I thought for fish. sure you were gonna say you could, no. and I'm glad because I know you know fish, dude. dude. They, well,
1: because the thing is, dude, you're gonna move too slow. Yeah, fish are way too yeah. fast. If, nah, if you were, I'm if,
2: catching one.
0: I'll Screw tell you, you guys. True I'm catching story. One. True,
1: story really? true story. I am. I'm out of the river. I look in the river. There's a fish right in front of me, and I'm thinking like, holy crap! It's right. I here. literally grabbed it with my bare hands right out of the river. Stop it and and i i had it you know a trout I mean, was it a trout i really had it and then i released it it was a trout it was a big brown trout but that was one was like i know i could do that because i'm quick if right. you're in the water, you're slowing And, right. and it didn't no have way. much
2: place to, did yeah. It, yeah. it was anyway. sort of a corner But if something?
1: you're in the water, you're always so slow. You're right. There's no way you're fast but you enough could, to grab
2: you the fish. could methodically sort of corner them, and it has small little areas you. that you could corner them into. The I still are, think the second you try to grab, it's over. They're sprinting 30 yeah. miles an hour in a split
1: second. Agreed. Okay. That's a good question. Uh, no way in hell you're catching no a fish.
2: He thinks he he thinks he could, but yeah. that's well. But
1: on. he's a, he's a he's an athlete. Right. I don't know. We're not. Yeah, I'm that's not an true. Athlete. Yeah, look
2: at him. Yeah, he's. And he's a point guard. You're an athlete, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but he's he's obviously super agile, he like is you're a super agile. He's super athlete. strong, yeah, yeah. powerful. Yeah, I don't want to
1: um, don't get me started on Danny and how much better he is at athletics mm-hmm. and and uh, working out than me. But. No.
0: All right, I got three songs. Okay, I'm yeah. just going to give you the lyrics. Which one? Okay. okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yep. You got to tell me the artist, okay. and if you can, title of song. Piece of cake. Money get away, get a good job with good pay, and you're okay. Money, it's a gas. Grab that cash with both hands and make that make a stash. New car, caviar, four star, daydream. Think I'll buy me a football team. That's Money, good. you know it. Hold oh, on. Should I keep going? Keep going, yeah. Money get back. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right, Jack. Keep your hands off my stack. Money, it's a hit. Don't give me that do-goody good bullshit. I'm it's in a high Drake. fidelity, is it Drake? first class traveling set, oh. and I think I need a Learjet.
2: Oh, I know this song. I'm actually—I thought this was going
0: to be the softball.
1: Dude, what year? What? Hold on. What are we talking? This about? is old. This is old. Okay, but
0: think back. somebody old. specifically in this office told me that you loved this band, so we'll throw it on him if you don't know.
2: Is it, um, is it Boston? Nope. It's. it's Dude, do, just, just do one more. Just assume re- some re- of the lyrics one more time. Re- Is it what? Give me the genre. Just give me the genre. Uh, rock? Don't know. Rock? Rock? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Go, go.
0: Yeah. Money, get away. Get a good job with good pay and you're okay. Money, it's a gas. Grab that cash with both hands and make a stash. New car, caviar, four-star, daydream. Think I'll buy me a football team.
1: It's so hard when he reads it because you're trying to imagine it's the rhythm. It's so hard. Because it yeah. could be faster, it could be slower, you don't know what tune. To- it's, dude, Because it's
2: a- it sounds like that song by uh, the guy who was on the Eagle, It was part of the band Eagles for a while, um, and, he, and he sang um, Rockstar. Uh,
0: the name of the song is Money. Money! Dun,
2: dun, dun, dun. And now I can't even remember the yeah. Oh, Pink Floyd, baby. Yeah, that's go. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm working on a slow doom, processor doom, right doom. here. Actually, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, keep going. He did yeah.
1: say, dude, he did say Pink Floyd was I lo- one, of I, your, one of your favorites. Let fans. me
2: tell you something. I thought people who liked Pink Floyd when I was a kid were weirdos, and they were clearly like they burned their brains on acid too much, <laughs> and it's just stupid. Yeah. And then I discovered, re- rediscovered or whatever, but really discovered them about um, five or seven years ago. I cannot, they're the greatest rock band of all time. Damn, Led Zeppelin is a close, close, close call, but, but the difference is that Led Zeppelin has a series of really great hits. None of them have anything to do with the rest. Pink Floyd makes albums that interrelate and have a theme through the entire album, and the lyrics and the music is outrageous. They're outrageous, especially for a middle-aged dude. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right,
0: song All two. Right. Yeah. Song two. Yeah. Riding on the city of New Orleans, Illinois Central, Monday morning rail, 15 cars and 15 restless riders, three conductors and 25 sacks of mail. All along the southbound odyssey, the train pulled out at Kankakee and rolls along past houses, farms, and fields and freight yards full of old black men and the graveyards of the rusted automobiles, good morning, America, how are you? Say, don't you know me, I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans, and I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. I know
2: this song. I know this song. Dude, I have This no is so I hard no when you say the lyrics <laughs> like that. I know. That. And there's. so hard. And, 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 and uh, the good morning, America, part makes me think it's uh, you two you, you two but no it's not that <laughs> uh, hold on hold on
0: it's called city of new orleans new orleans i don't know how, however you want the, so, the say song it. is called the song is orleans. called city how, of old is, new orleans. how old is the song it's older too
1: like the peak floyd old
0: yeah i think so yeah i don't know it I this is a big like big proponent of marijuana he's old
2: ted nugent
1: <laughs> what's the what's the uh, the the uh, chorus? Do you have the chorus? I didn't put it on.
2: Okay, tell us who it is. Willie Nelson. Oh, no. man! I didn't think you were gonna pull new- <laughs> Willie Nelson on me. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> actually, yeah. I do know of that song. I don't know it well. I even think I have it on my. Uh, he. This is actually. I don't think it's an old song. I think it's a relative. Is this a new, new one? Oh, okay. I don't for know. him, yeah. I just went to the new, greatest but, hits, but and like, I didn't want to do like ten years.
0: I think. I didn't want to do like one of his main hits, but it was on like yeah. his greatest hits out right. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Nelson, dude. yeah. I love. So I saw him in concert, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. I absolutely adore Willie Nelson. Yeah. Even though I couldn't even identify <laughs> you couldn't. You did, him. You did a disservice to him, yeah. he's, he's disappointed. I feel, I, I'm disappointed right We're now. We're gonna yeah. tag him in this dude, he's so pissed. Yeah. It's called New Orleans, or, <laughs> this, or Welcome to New Orleans, City. or the City of New Orleans, of New Orleans. Orleans. Yes. And I don't have it in my phone.
0: <sighs> ah, okay. You're gonna get it now.
2: Yeah, that's right. okay. Okay. okay all right Last all one.
0: right now here you go again you say you want your freedom well who oh. am i to keep you down it's only right that you should play the way you feel it but listen <laughs> carefully to the sound of your loneliness like a heartbeat drives you mad and in the stillness of remembering of what you had and what you lost and what you had and what you lost <laughs> what? thunder only happens
2: Thunder when it's raining, only players only love when you. It's raining. Yep. I know that song, of course. I know that song. That's Fleetwood Mac Dreams. There you go. All right. Okay, where
1: we go. That's good. You Another one. Another we one. Got one. Do one more. I don't have any more. We got three.
2: Ah.
0: Dang it. Okay, so we have a series of would you rather questions. Yeah, yeah. You just That's you great. have to answer. That's cool. You got to pick one. Okay. Yeah, okay. and cool. then
2: defend it or just pick it.
0: If you want to defend okay. it, yeah, you can. All right. But okay, that's the rules. You just you got to pick one. Okay, um, you can't say no.
2: All right.
1: The first one is you've probably heard this before. I would be shocked if we haven't asked. We haven't talked about this yeah. together. Yeah. Would you rather have Barry Bonds swing a home run swing to the middle of your back, or Tiger
3: Woods
2: driver right to the shin? Oh, try Tiger Woods for sure. There's no, there's no question whatsoever. Yeah. The that would probably be more painful, like 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 the, the like the of the moment would just be yeah. so exquisite. But Barry Bonds would wreck your life for good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods the, probably would too. But you could still walk after yeah, that.
1: That's always the argument, right? Yeah. It's It's what's worst. What's the worst case scenario? Right. You really could die. Right. With Barry Bonds. Or or be paralyzed. Right. And then the worst case, what, like new shattered, leg? Shattered shin. You got yeah, a new, new leg. leg. You got new a great, leg. great titanium right. leg. Yeah. You're <laughs> freaking rocking your robot <laughs> leg at the gas station. Right. I mean, right. whatever, right? Yeah, right.
2: yeah I think kind of chicks dig that. But, I, yeah. Sorry, you can um, but I I the... do take
1: I, – I love the Barry Bonds option.
2: Right. Why?
1: Well, I think – you know what's coming, right? Right. You know what's coming. Yeah. I think I'm going to just – Right. I'm going to kind of start flexing. Yeah, and I'm like, right. dude, swings hard again. Yeah. And you sort and of I, think that maybe whole, you can. My whole thing is, okay, the bat hits you in the middle of the back. right? And it, right. the energy is dispersed through a lot of the bat. Yes. And I think, I really do think I'm going to break a rib or two and I'm going to stand up and shake his hand and say, hey, <laughs> appreciate it. And then I got to go, you know, maybe look at my ribs right. in the hospital. Right, right. But only because I think... My, right. Your back know. is nice and just strong. I'm no, just I get, get that.
2: Do <gasps> you ever watch those videos like from you know street riots and stuff like that, and somebody's getting whacked by a billy stick over the head, and you're like, dude, I get tapped in the head by one of my little kids. And I'm like, what the crud, yeah, man? Yeah. That hurt, you know? And yeah. like a big old I bump. Know. I can't imagine how those people take one right over nah. the head or something. Anyway, okay. So <laughs> sorry.
1: That's my def- that's my defense. For I like maybe that. The
2: yeah. Well, for you, it's a, the 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 physics are a bit different. Let's yeah. just be real.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, would you rather sweat milk or sneeze glitter?
2: Oh crap! That's a tough one. That's a that's a pretty dudeish question right there. If I'm being honest, and maybe it's not, but I'm but, but that's how I'm that's how I'm, thinking about it sneeze glitter or sweat milk like dude, always or sure. one time i know for sure wait dude, wait I hate, always I hate or one time glitter. every time always, oh, always hey, yeah i honestly i'd rather sneeze glitter if i dude I'm sneeze honest. glitter 100%. yeah dude i
1: hate glitter i know but I it's too. amazing I it. because i don't sneeze very often and when i do it's so loud and i do loud on purpose and i think <laughs> yeah. it'd just be amazing like it
2: just glitter everywhere. yeah boosh yeah dude right. i sweat
1: sitting in my chair at the office yes yeah.
2: and it's already problematic milk, dude. milk.
0: Yeah. Oh, thirsty. If go. you let that sit
2: house in a hand. shirt for <laughs> two hours, your whole house is gonna stink. If you're if you're an athlete, but oh, anyway. can you imagine oh the stench?
0: Oh, the rotten milk. Okay. Would you rather have walrus tusks or baleen? You know the the whale teeth. Yeah. That's called baleen hair. Is what it's called. Oh right. Whale yes. Whale teeth. Those, yeah, yeah. Okay. For teeth? your for your teeth.
2: Oh, tusks all day long.
0: Just two big walrus tusks. Absolutely. You're good to go. I that would be yeah. so cool with walrus that tusks. That would be cool. Okay. Absolutely. Would you rather have eyebrows that move all around your face throughout the day that are just in a random place or your hair, the head on your hair that moves around your whole body? You just wake up and one day it's hair here. That's
2: actually a pretty tough one. Let's think about that. Dude, that's bizarre. Where the I don't think I could deal one? with I'm eyebrows too, moving around your yeah, face. Yeah, I'm too vain to be able to tolerate that. Whereas the hair, you can be like, all right, I can probably hide that one today. You know, yeah, yeah. if or it's something. on your neck, dude, wear right. a little. Yeah, the shade, like right. maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah like, oh, wear a turtleneck. It's,
0: it's on your
2: hand. Then you wear some gloves. Yeah, and you're like a a Just don't go to them. the office that yeah. day. But okay. if your eyebrows, like, you can't even show yourself to anyone ever because they're just gonna look at you like there's something. You have like one eyebrow here. No. No, that's not. then, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's the purpose. That is a good one.
0: Uh, would you rather have a turtle mouth or a turtle shell? A shell.
2: Are you kidding me? That's easy. Turtle mouth.
0: Yeah, the mouth of a turtle. Yeah. Nobody oh, wants to a kiss. shell. Nobody wants
2: shell. to kiss a turtle Dude, mouth. You
3: want,
1: can you hide in it? <laughs> did you, did you like, no, you
0: can't no, no, hide. In so it. so it's,
1: just a, it's just a shell, but it's, it's a functionality, functionality. doesn't come functionality, with it. Functionality,
2: right? no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Ninja Turtles, bro. They were pretty cool.
0: They could hide in theirs. Yeah, they could get up you'd in there. You'd make a
1: lot of money. I think you 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 could
2: parlay that into a lot. Either of way, you're get. you're gonna be sort of a, you're gonna be a sort of freak show. For
0: but when you somebody. fall on your back, you have to have somebody help you up. Ooh, you can't turn over.
2: Sweet breakdown. But you can't kiss if you have a turtle mouth. <laughs> no one will ever kiss
0: you. And uh, you kiss. Yeah, that's weird. Would you rather leave a trail of mucus wherever you go, or have the hands of a frog?
2: I already have freakish hands. Like literally, my hands on my arms look like those things that you. You sort of swing, and it goes, like that, you know, and then it yeah. the sticks sticky the hand? Look at the size of those paws right there. Yeah, they're just you go, yeah. humongous. And I take pictures, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, like, like they stick. Like, they're just, like, just <laughs> occupying most of the picture, you know? And, and so I hate my hands like that. So You don't want to. you just talking like, mucus, shell almost yes. like a snail. Like you're, yeah, you're like you're a, a snail. A snail. snail But trail. it's
1: like, you're just, your feet. Yeah, you just go, and feet. it's
2: just like, no, <laughs> there's your... I'd do the hands. Or hands of a what? Frog. Frog. Plus, yeah, plus the, I would the be on a. Frogs have
1: like little, little kind of pads. Right.
2: The little suction things, and you could climb walls, and you can surf like, more waves with hands of a frog. There That's you go. why I, I, I have an advantage as a surfer with this. There's these the things. way to look at it, right? It's true. Love yeah. it. Love it. Uh,
0: would you rather live in the real, a real world Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings? Ooh, I think Lord of the Rings. How come?
2: Um, I'd love to meet Gandalf and see all the magic. <laughs> okay. It's just that the Game of Thrones—it's just too much treachery for me. I don't care about the danger. They're both got—they both have lots of danger in both of them. Right. But at least you get to access some cool mysticism in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I just think that I love that show and Gandalf and Gandalf. And Gandalf. Dude, he's cool. Yeah. Gandalf and the elves. If I could, you be just yourself, in it, right? I would well, be I'm just. just- I yeah, just, you're just you just,
1: just I can dress like them. I'm just, but I'm
2: just brain. I'm I watch. would yeah. join the elf. The I would be part of the Elvish
0: culture. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, would you rather have to drink muddy water or soapy water?
1: Anytime. Uh, like just one time.
0: Yeah. That's so a, a big time.
1: glass of muddy water or a or big soapy glass water. of soapy
0: water.
2: I'd probably end up picking the soap. I think. Yeah. I once. Dr- I once. Dr- Drink like shampoo or something like that on accident, maybe puke. <laughs> but with muddy water, like you could get, who knows what kind of bacteria, right? So, uh,
0: would you rather find out that your parents were serial killers or that one of your children was a serial killer?
2: Parents, parents. And I'm not convinced that they weren't, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: answer that one way too quick. But the then again, don't.
2: I I wonder about some of my kids too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, hey,
1: ask, oh, can I ask, I think I remember one, and maybe this isn't exact, correct me if I'm wrong, so hopefully I don't deliver this poorly. Would you rather eat ice cream that tastes like poo, Okay. or poo that tastes like ice cream? Oh, boy, that is a really good one. Do I have to And deal I'm talking, it's a good size, you know, it's a good clump of poo. Because poo
2: will kill you, just so you know. But it
1: doesn't taste like it. It well, tastes just like your favorite ice cream, oh, like right. Reese's it's, peanut
2: butter cups. But it, but it could kill you. It is poo. So you have to take the ice cream that tastes like poo. But if you pull that element out, where it's like you eat poo, but your body's not going to be septic for if the rest not dying of your life. From it. Right? You're,
1: yeah. Take take the you will not die from it. You will just you taste. You know that it's poo. I you mean, know that it's poo, that but it tastes r- like vanilla ice cream.
2: I am struggling to actually answer that. I'd probably still take the ice cream, but I will tell you, there's an argument for the poo thing, because, <laughs> because. We're we're all just made out of dust anyway. We're all just like I mean, it's disgusting insane. creatures,
1: anyhow. You know. Yeah. Let's say it's your poo. Does that change your change your your choice? You know, it seems like I think I'm a pretty healthy dude. I right. Just, yeah. I'm gonna eat my own poo. I eat yeah. gluten-free. I'm
0: gluten free. Uh,
1: yeah. Right. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I. I. It's gluten free poo. I still think I'm
2: gonna have to take the actual ice cream that tastes like. it. Yeah, I think it smells like food. it and tastes like it. Just, that's tough, man. That I can't tough. stand that spray. That's been one of my favorites. Sorry. I had that's a good one. No, no, is that, that where
1: you land too? I think I would rather eat the poo that, that tastes like ice cream. Like to make yeah, it easy. Like a, give me cookies and cream. Just I mean, that's fine.
2: Reese.
0: There's Reese, no Reese. real consequences. It almost Reese's doesn't shake. matter.
1: I don't want I don't want Reese's peanut butter cups because I mean there'd be chunks in it. I do not. <laughs> I think that might send me over the age,
2: but if it's just like a smooth little. Yeah, soft serve. This segment brought to you by the pie. The pie. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Would you rather lick an open wound of someone you know, or have to lick a stranger's scab? Oh, by far the first one. By far, open wound of someone you oh, know. Yeah, that's not even that oh, big of yeah. a deal.
2: <laughs> we used to, actually. I grew up with uh, brothers, and I can literally remember challenging each other to do that. We did. <laughs> it's no big deal
0: easy easy if
2: you grow up hunting and <laughs> fishing and stuff like that, that kind of stuff you're just like whatever you've licked um, your own wounds I mean yeah seriously
0: would you rather have the neck of a giraffe or the hands of a baby
2: see now that's hard because the uh, hands of a baby I'll be a cruddy surfer like n- I won't catch a single wave we're talking a
1: legit neck of a giraffe I mean we're, it's six feet oh well then the hands neck. of
2: a baby nobody's i mean your personal life is up a creek with it you got your arms
1: are just this long dude and then your hands are this they're like this
2: yeah no i can do that
1: you can i think you can figure the surfing out you'll figure it out
2: uh yeah i'll get like an electric surfboard or something like that and just catch waves that way or something i suppose but you're not you're not paddling to catch a wave with those kinds of hands you got to have hands you know or you could put something you could put prosthetics on your hands yes
1: We'll let, we'll allow you to do that when you surf. But besides right. that, everyday activities, when you're typing, right. dude, you're, you're you're gonna have to do like little finger finger things, dude. If you're typing an email with little baby hands. I'm just
0: Yep. Just you know, little mini guys. That's
2: tough. They're I mean, you know, these are this is life though, right? Like it's yes. never like right or wrong or good or bad, right? It's always like the least What's, terrible. Yes. You know, or the least consequential. It feels like those are usually the choices we're having to make
1: yeah absolutely baby hands are next to the drafts and it Cause how are you supposed to drive
2: it's it's not people who are messed in the head this is a dennis wood theory it's not that they really totally take what's bad and call it good and what's good and call it bad it's not so much that it's more like they just have a misordering a little bit of things that are sort of close to each other and they sort of order them a little bit you know everything everything has some sort of like order of value and of of importance and some people just sort of like accidentally go, Well that's actually like a five and that's a six when really it should have been like the other way around and it jacks up everything. It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it does. That's what I think.
0: This is what I love about Dennis Wood is he takes Would You Rather Right and puts Turns it into a real world and just preaching. Just telling us how yeah. Just,
1: yeah. I love it. Life lesson. Yeah. Make um, um, a giraffe um, I'll tell you something. Let me let me teach you boys something <laughs> <laughs> You, you can't drive in the, the, the wintertime with a negative draft. People, right? You can't drive. You, you drive a convertible. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, you take your head out the top
2: in the winter? No.
0: Uh, would you rather be blind or live the rest of your life in an olive garden?
2: And, like a restaurant? Yeah.
0: And that's um, the only food that you can eat.
2: Oh, yeah. That's blind for sure. <laughs> I
0: can't even stand an olive garden. I, I can't neck. either,
1: dude. I I think i take blind uh, for
2: sure. I love it. Like at least you're not going to surf, but I can still be a DJ blind. You can. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yeah.
0: You got your hearing, yeah. Yeah. Would you rather be half your height or double your weight?
2: What's the composition of the weight? Fat, muscle and fat? You're double. Well, what do you weigh right now? 200. You're
1: 400 400 pounds, pounds. 6'2". Whatever, 6'3"? 6'1". 6'1", 400. That's a big boy. Or you're
2: going to be literally three feet tall. No, no, it's definitely 400 pounds. There's no question 400 pounds. You don't want to be three feet tall? No
3: way.
1: But you're three feet tall, 100 pounds. No. <laughs> it's like, that,
2: no way. No can do. You can get on a little surfboard. Aren't you guys so thankful you have the bodies you have? Like, yes. I really am. Yes, um, absolutely. Getting, getting back to the meta thing, you know, you yeah. just kind of like hear stuff like that, and you're like, no, there's, there are people that are that. But again, are, what's worse? Them.
1: What's worse? 400 pounds, two seats on an airplane. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it's just brutal, like brutal. that's so Think that's about so Think about your wife.
2: She'd rather me be 400
0: bills.
1: You think? <laughs> yeah. And then to carry on the hip? She could carry you around on her hip, dude, just take you to the store. <laughs> like if she was in a hurry, dude, she like,
0: a got to ba- here. I got hold- <laughs> a hold. Dude, hold on. If she If she were here, a baby Bjorn, dude. I got to put
2: you in the, go right in the I got to in freaking cart. If my wife were here, she would say she kind of at least metaphorically does. Yeah. So
1: It's like, hey, honey, put me in the cart. I'll just sit down, right. put the strap on me. Yeah. You know, I'm going to work on my
2: computer, and and, yeah. we'll do, and I'll be here. I'll tell you if I want the bananas or the oranges or whatever. Yeah, no, no yeah. can do.
1: Three feet tall would suck. That Three would be really tough. But you're proportional.
2: I mean, yeah. so, so what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, last one. For the rest of your life, would you rather poop your pants every time you have to go or when you do go you have to use used toilet paper to wipe.
2: Oh, I'll take that one for sure.
0: Used toilet oh, paper. Yeah. I'll you, find a way to work around that. And wash Where? my hands
2: when I'm done. Uh, hey, listen. Can I ask a it's quick messy question? business sometimes anyway. Let's just get real with this, okay? So that just means the frequency goes up. That's used. It. I can
1: tell you right now. I've where I've lived right. in the past. You've had to Where I've recycle. lived in the past. I have, I mean, it, it's it's a crapshoot. You have no idea what's <laughs> going on. Sometimes, I, I bet you, I can't recall a specific instance, but I, I bet you anything I've used used toilet
2: paper. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's bad.
1: Dude, lived in Ecuador for two years. And I had to put toilet paper. You can't flush it. You got to put it in the oh, yeah. wastebasket. All of a sudden, you had to go, like, it hits you. I in five feel five seconds, certain. you're going to put your, you go, in, it might not be in a toilet paper. I'm uh, telling you. I've put I have been in the woods.
2: Certain. I feel certain that I've done it before and I can't actually think of it, but I bet you it's happened. And and beyond that, it turns out, do you guys familiar with this technology of like, I? so I have gluten issues and, and uh, people who have, um, what is it where they're just intolerant of most foods? Um, anyway, it turns out- Picky. Th- uh, the <laughs> scientists are using fecal matter and transplanting fecal matter into people's colons Dude, yeah. from somebody else's colon now, what's the purpose? Is to help to help with the glue or something. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the it's a biobacteria battle and it and it works. <laughs> it you have works. to
0: watch I don't know if you guys ever watch South Park, but there is an episode on fecal transplants. Right. That you need to watch. No. Oh. You now I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, it is. Active. Is it
2: great? It's amazing. Disgusting and amazing. Yes, it's
0: amazing. That's great. But you speak of that. Do you guys watch Rick and Morty? No.
2: What? I'm amazed to hear that. Do you watch Workaholics?
0: I've seen I all have, of Workaholics. Yes. You You're should. are you a
1: comedy guy? You're the co- are you like yeah, a no, comedy show no, guy? No,
2: I like. I like my favorite movie is Australia, and no way. yeah, and Meet Joe Meet Joe Black. Those are those are. Yeah, they're sort of epic kind of story movies. I love
0: Australia. I do too. It's a I, great I reference movie. that movie all the time. And, and the house.
2: music. Have you noticed the cinematography that they use it, it intentionally? And most of the music has a connection to The Wizard of Oz. No way. Oh, watch the movie again. Watch the um, watch the way they use sepia and other color schemat uh, yeah. uh, strategies to replicate The Wizard of Oz. And listen to the music very often. They are playing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" in, in a, ver- a variation over and over they and over do again do in that, that movie. It's brilliant.
1: Oh my God. It's brilliant. I mean, I rec- I remember thinking and knowing like, oh, that's a little
2: which some... is so rad because they're they're layering two movies onto each other. Have you seen
1: that, Reader? To generate oh, oh meaning and it's so incredible. Hugh Jackman is one of my favorite actors of all yeah. time. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman's in it. Oh, and yeah. it, dude, it's it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, the thing is, if you watch it, you can't just watch it. Right, like get home from work, and kids are making dinner, like and then you're doing this It's almost three like, hours. No, it's, yeah. it's shut the blinds, right. turn it on, no distraction. You've got to
2: make sure you have a good sound system, because the score is incredible. Yeah. The it's score is my, incredible. It's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's it's, 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 it's yeah. Yeah. As well as Meet Joe okay. Black. Yeah, Meet Joe Black.
1: My favorite, real quick, my favorite movie of all time, Man on Fire, Dennis. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel. Oh, wait, I'm not thinking. Of Denzel Washington. That. There's the kids get kidnapped in Mexico, and he's a bodyguard, and the little okay, gal I gets seen
2: kid- it. I'm. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I can't believe I right haven't now, seen it. Man on fire. Please fly, fly watch on the on show. Are you okay. a Denzel Washington okay. guy?
1: Do you like his? I mean, his? I'm, I don't. I'm okay. Not
2: like, yeah. I, I, uh, I. You want to know who an actor I really like? I, I love Brad Pitt. Who doesn't? Same, I love Brad I think Pitt. Brad Pitt is an amazing actor. I do. I mean, yeah. I think he's super, ultra good looking, and that's why I'm kind of trying yeah. to do that
0: hair.
1: I wish I could have done his Fight Club hair. I, oh, yeah. I envied yeah. that guy when it Fight Club came okay, it's out. It's one of my one of my on all time Brad man Pitt
0: on fire. films, A Snatch.
1: Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah Love great. Snatch. Yeah. It's just you can't. You got to watch it by yourself. Like there's just
0: like, without your kids, you mean? Yes. Well yeah. You know, yeah. Like <laughs> it's just one of like okay,
1: you got to you want to turn it up so you can hear all the all the dialogue. Yeah. But you got to be. It has to be. Yeah. No, no one around. Yeah, but oh, yeah, that's yeah. a great. Please one. watch Man on Fire. I'm on it. Probably please, tonight. Please, yes, I'm t- and I'm going to. I'd on.
2: love recommendations. I watched two. You know, I I, I watch movies. it. I'm a I'm a
1: guy that loves shows that there is a level of revenge. Yeah. In a good.
2: Right. There for, is for, good for behind good the re- Good, good for revenge and so like The Count of Monte Cristo. Love it. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. And
1: in this one, dude, you, you I I hope you I hope you watch it and we'll talk about it next time
2: okay Um, I promise you I will have this watch by the end of this week there's no no question whatsoever we'll start a text thread on that stuff (laughs) I'm serious does Visser like that movie
1: dude I think he does what's his
2: favorite movie do you think
1: Matt's Mm -hmm. dude oh my gosh Uh,
0: are there any movies about Porsches about what Porsches
1: Porsches. You know what? You know it's interesting. I don't even know what his favorite movie.
2: Speaking would be. of movies about Porsches, have you guys seen the movie about Ford versus uh, Ferrari. Ferrari? Ferrari. Yeah. Did you see that together? That is. We might have gone to that. heard it. That movie typifies the the cultural difference. Exactly. of Innovation and efficiency. Yeah. Efficiency is concerned about legacy, what has been, and continuing that legacy yes. with only incremental improvements because people in positions of power are afraid of losing that power. Yep. Uh, and plus, that's how they define customer value. Innovation doesn't give a rip about any of that stuff, right? Yeah. And that's a, that is the, the a classic conflict that, that uh, large companies and small companies have. And that's what I saw uh, in, that, in that merits. It was such a great opportunity. I'm so glad yeah. I did it, but it also took years off my life. I'm actually 25.
0: <laughs> <laughs> 25 plus, what, 15? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no. 25. Plus twenty five. Plus twenty five. I'm fifty. When did, hold on, you had a fiftieth birthday? Uh, just yeah, uh, just a few months ago, four or five months ago. Congrats, fifty, man. bro. Yeah. Fifty, that. look good. good, look good for get fifty. Your, are... Get your colonoscopy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Speaking of poo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll end it right. Now.
0: And that's where we're ending. Get your colonoscopy. Thanks, Dennis brother. Wood says so. Dennis Thanks, Wood. man.
2: Cheers. Cut. That's cool. That was fun. That was fun. Thanks, guys.